Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, and Cody, this one stings. Uh, this one really stings, just like uh, so many others, uh, the, the Georgias, the NC States, the Georgia Techs, um, another one got away. Uh, we had an opportunity, Georgia Southern falling to one and two on the young season, um, falling to the University of Minnesota up in the Twin Cities, uh, 35 to 32. Um, had two uh, miracle plays late there, you know, had the game in hand and then let it slip away. Um, and, uh, you know, still a lot of good things to, to, to talk about. And we'll discuss that in this episode. Um, we'll focus on this Minnesota game. And, uh, and then talk about uh, Louisiana and the conference opener uh, in the next episode. But, uh, Cody, this one, uh, this one hurts. This one does sting. Uh, it is a tough loss. I would rather lose this way than I would um, via LSU in just an absolute blowout. Uh, we competed. We had a chance there to win at the end. It's heartbreaking. We've had way too many of these losses um, going back to 2014 against these P5 opponents. Um and, man, how things would be different if we have uh, all W's instead of all L's. But, um, you know, it's not the ending that we wanted, but we do have a bye. And, you know, as kind of how I view it, the real season begins in two weeks against Louisiana. It does. And and that's one of the things, obviously, we talked about last week. And, you know, you, you, you and I, you said and I agreed that we wanted to see us come out and be able to compete on the road. We did that. Now, obviously, the result, um, you know, wasn't what we wanted. Uh, you know, uh, once again, you know, we we fall short against a, a power five and, and kind of really do it on our own accord and shooting ourselves in the foot uh, with some, you know, key coaching mistakes and also penalties and, and just, you know, decision making, play calling. Um, so that obviously is hard, but you have to, you know, silver lining, we were in that position. You know, we, we were uh, in a position to win the game there uh, with a minute left um, and, and probably should have won the game. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, Cody and I, uh, you know, we were talking, texting back and forth, saying that we probably were the better team out there on the field. Um, it just didn't reflect on the scoreboard. No, it didn't. And, you know, we should have won the game even though we didn't play our best game. You know, we had plenty of mistakes, and we'll get to that later on. But we made several key mistakes in this game that if you take one or two of these things away, we probably win. And it's not even, it's not, you know, we're really kind of sweating it out at the end. Uh, so if we can just kind of clean this up, we'll be, we'll, I think we'll be good going into conference play. Um, but yeah, to, to jump on your point about playing on the road and playing well, we did do that um, in this game a lot better than what that what we've seen in the past few games on the road. Um, against a quality opponent so hopefully that bodes well for when we go up against you know some of the tough road games that we have in conference later on down the road yeah absolutely so um looking at the game uh you know we we come out and and do something that cody you and i wanted you know have been calling for for you know two years you know a year and a half now uh, since since we've been doing this podcast and that's that's coming out fast um you know we were able to to come out and, um, you know, yeah, the first drive stalled uh, defense, you know, almost has an interception there on the very first uh, play, um, you know, uh, Minnesota's first play from scrimmage. 
Um, then that second uh, second throw was intercepted, set us up. Uh, boom, um, Logan Wright uh, touchdown. So that that's great to see. That you know, uh, you know, we'll definitely talk on about the offenses. Um, you know, not not being and the offense not really being able to get things done in the second half here in a second. But but let's talk about that that strong start that we saw both on offense and defense. Yeah, it was a great way to start off the game. Um, you know, we get the get the pick, and then one play later, boom, we're in the touchdown, a twenty-one yard run up the middle from right, uh, which was fantastic. And then you know you could just tell it was kind of like off from the races from there, man, between both teams in that first half. Um, very entertaining, very just a competitive half uh, to start off the game. And you know we would throw a punch, they would throw a punch right back, and you know we didn't let it you know, get our spirits down or anything like that. So this is fantastic. This is, you know, I just wish we could have, you know, not let them score at all, obviously, and just kind of just jumped on them and stayed on them. But, you know, we didn't um, stay down. We got right back to it and got it to be a one-point game with the half. So that was very encouraging to see. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, talking about that second half, obviously, you know, that was – we talk about adjustments all the time, and that's something that we saw a good bit of, you know, last year. Uh, you know, this year so far, at least offensively, we haven't seen, you know, a, a ton of adjustments in the second half. You could argue maybe against Maine, but I mean, certainly against LSU. I mean, that game was was over pretty much from the start. But with this, I mean, you you wanted to kind of see us do something a little bit more. Uh, you know, maybe pass the ball a little bit more. I mean, I know people were calling out like the dive calls and stuff, but that. That was working. I mean, it, you know, it, it seemed to be working. We were getting, you know, two, three, four yards consistently, you know, on that. Uh, King had a much, you know, better game. Uh, you know, he, he kind of had a little bit of a breakout. LaRoche obviously didn't have, have the game that he had against Maine. Um, he was held, uh, you know, um, for the most part. Uh, but and, – and Logan Wright had a pretty, uh, pretty good game. But – with uh, what what you kind of see out of the offense, Cody, in, in the second half? I mean, obviously, you know, uh, neither team scored in the third quarter, um, but you know, especially on third downs, um, that was something like we, uh, you threw out the stat. I believe it was what it was nine. We only had nine plays the entire uh, second half. Yeah, I think we had nine plays prior to that final drive with like eleven seconds left. I think total wise right. we were at twelve or thirteen plays 12. in in, in okay. the in the second half. But before we got to the final thirteen seconds, I believe we were only at nine plays total. Um, I think as far as the second half offense goes, typically what we've seen so far is where our offense kind of comes alive, specifically in the third quarter, right? You go to Maine, we had like 200 yards rushing in the third quarter. You yep. go back to last year, you look at the App State game where you kind of come out and just jump on them. You look at Coastal. You know, you can go and, and look at all the examples you want as far as how well we start off in the second half with our offense. So it was kind of uncharacteristic in that sense. Also, too, we just had like drive killers, man. You had the, the holding call that took away a third and very very short we probably would have got a first down and continued the drive um back that up and then that kind of killed the drive there you had the fumble that obviously killed the drive and then you know on top of that you had minnesota's offense which consistently took what appeared to be like 10 12 13 plays on every drive that they have so you know there's a lot of people maybe upset about DeBess's play calling, but heck, he didn't really have a chance to call many plays. I don't think you can really be too upset with him as far as what happened in the second half. We just didn't um, take care of the ball, and, and to kind of quote off of Lunsford there, we let Eagles beat Eagles. 
um, yeah. in that second half, and that's kind of what happened. And that's that to me is the is the most frustrating part. But again, it's stuff that I see and I look at that really could be corrected quite easily. We just have to, you know, make sure we do the little things right. Yeah, exactly. And and we can we can go ahead and, and touch on that. I mean, so with with penalties, uh, you know, something we brought up that we saw against Maine that we obviously, you know, address needed to be corrected um, if we uh, were going to stand a chance against Minnesota. And, and, and we certainly still struggle in that area, but uh, obviously still uh, almost won the game. Uh, had 10 penalties for 64 yards. Um, you also mentioned the turnovers. We had two fumbles in the game. We now have five for the season. Uh, that ties what we had all of last season um, just in three games. So, you know, that obviously has to be corrected. Um, what What do you think is happening there? Do you think it's – is it something going on with coaching and practice, or is it just obviously new players touching the ball, uh, you know, more often? What, what what do you think is the issue there? Well, I think I think maybe the new players may be a big part of it, but it just looks like or seems that there's not the attention to detail or to the to the small things that really make a big difference in games, right? So turnovers, the the costly penalties at times. For example, the the two times that we had uh, twelve men on the field. Um, yeah. One of them was on a third and goal from their eight to start off the fourth quarter. Like, how does that happen? How do you start off the quarter with 12 men on the field? You should have your, I would think, you should have your 11 guys huddled up. And then it wasn't we'll, the other one scale. after a timeout? I think I so. Think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It probably, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think you're right. So it's just very frustrating with that certain stuff. And then obviously you had, I think, the low snap that cost us, that killed a drive right off the get-go yeah. in that second half again. you know, And, and I, I get it that Cooper wasn't the one doing the, the bad snaps in the main game because he, was, he wasn't playing center at that point. But still, it's, you know, we, they had to have worked on this all week in practice, but we still just didn't execute. And yep. that's the frustrating part. It's like, if we can just get these small things, this attention to detail nailed down, which seemed to be quite easily done last year, yeah, you know, where was the what's the difference? And the only thing I can think of is that it's really a lot of inexperienced players out there playing right now. You look, yeah, at, I mean, right. I mean, you with Wesley Fields. I mean, you have a guy that started since he was a freshman, right? Well, yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. Fields and 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 Wirtz, and you had a you know you know Rainey and Colbert, and they can kind of sit there and, and guide the right. line. You know, now you know all that. Now you have a, a lot of talent, if not more so. But yeah, you just don't have the experience. Yeah. So, you know, I I mean, I would you know from the way that Lunsford and the coaching staffs talk, or from what I hear through the media, you know, everything seems like they always you know, pay attention to these details and that they seem to work on it. But right now it's the results just aren't there. Um, which I think if they clean it up and really nail down these little things, you know, I, I'm kind of excited about going into conference play. I'm still got my worries about the road games. I don't think that hasn't sure. changed, but did if that we, not change? I mean, for me, for me, it changed a little bit. I mean, yes, the offense uh, kind of floundered there in the second half, um, but you saw the grit, right? You saw, I mean, the word that comes to mind is finish. I mean, execution and finish, and we have to work on being able to finish. And, you know, you saw it against Maine. Obviously, that was a winning result. Minnesota wasn't, um, but it, it still comes down to finishing. I mean, we, you know, we talked about how Maine, we could have, you know, we got in the red zone seven times, came away with only one touchdown. Um, it's 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 executing and, and taking your opportunities, cutting down on those penalties, cutting down on the turnovers, cutting down on the, on the stupid mistakes like 
like the 12 men on the field and um and, and things like that yeah that it, controllable things and and yeah they they are i don't want to say easy fixes but they're they're fixes they're, they're they're fixable things that if you can just make that small adjustment um then we can be a really really good football team and it's there and it's fr- it's frustrating because you, you you see it it is there i mean you you lose you know like that to lsu you lose like that you know that it's yes, that's LSU, but that's just an example. But like, you you know what I'm saying? Like it, it that there's there's you can't really see the silver lining with this. You can, um, you know, you, you saw it against Maine, you saw it against Minnesota. The type of team we can be, um, and especially on the road, um, you know, I mean, I I I feel better after this game. I was going to ask you this question, Cody. So I mean, you you kind of alluded. To, I mean, do do you not feel any better now about how we might be able to play on the road this year? <clears throat> No, (laughs) I think, I think we can compete. I still just don't, I have to, you lose, I mean, you already put it there. We have to finish and we have to finish, but I mean, you're, you're talking where, you know, we, we played, I'm going to ask you, we got, we got blown out against ULM. We barely beat uh, Texas state last year. Uh, We didn't play great in the first half against New Mexico state. These are all bad teams. Minnesota, they're no LSU, obviously, but like they're they're still a, a good team, a Big Ten team. They'll probably make a bowl game, um, you know, win six, seven, eight games. Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll I'll let you I'll ask you this: Do you think that Minnesota is is far away superior than App State, Troy, or Arkansas State? I don't know about far away. I think they're better. I think I think okay. you know if if App State and Troy. I mean, look, I mean. Troy hasn't impressed me. That we'll obviously get more into this in, in our next episode. We're just going to focus on Minnesota in uh, in this episode, and we'll talk about um, obviously previewing the Louisiana um, conference home opener, and then uh, also kind of looking at the Sun Belt of where it stands uh, entering conference play. But I'll you know I will touch on quick. Like I'm I'm not that impressed with what I've seen out of Troy so far. I mean we've talked about the App State and the new defensive cor- coordinator and Ted Roof. Um, I think there's some question marks there. Um, so yeah, I think if those two teams go up to Minneapolis, they they probably come away with the same or, or, or similar result. You know, do are they able to finish and pull it out? Maybe. Do they blow out Minnesota or beat them by two scores? I don't think so. You know, so I I, I think we're we're right around the the same. If if we're playing up to our potential, um, I think we're right around the same mark as those other two. Um, and then in Minnesota, yeah, I, I I think they're probably just like. A step above, not like way above, um, but you know they. It will be interesting to see how Minnesota plays the rest of the year. I mean, obviously they they started out against, you know, they were favored in all three games. Obviously, all three games were incredibly close, but they once again went three and zero in uh, non conference. Will be interesting once they start playing the Penn States, Ohio State's all that of the world of of how they compete, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, to answer your question, yes, I, I think Minnesota, I wouldn't say far above, but I do think they are a, a better overall team um, talent-wise than App State and Troy. You disagree. Uh, I, I don't I don't <laughs> say I disagree with you because when you look at Minnesota's receivers, they by far, I think, have better a receiving core than anything that we'll face in the Sun Belt. Um, man, that Johnson guy went off yesterday in the game. He did. Um, I but think, he, but I think their, really their line, good. their line and stuff is is better. I mean, I, I think their line you know, slow. I, we were able to get penetration. It's their slow. It, they it, are the, both yeah. sides of their line was very slow. I don't know if I would go. I mean, they're big. Don't, obviously, they're big and slow. They're, yeah. but they're slow. Um, but I think you know, and obviously they didn't have their best running back in the game yesterday. 
Um, right. But I, I will say that I don't know if their quarterback's better than what we'll see again with Caleb Baker and, and, and uh, the guy from App State's slipping my mind, Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he's better than those two quarterbacks. Uh, Maybe not. I mean, he definitely looked shaky early on. He looked, I mean, we made him look great on that final drive, um, you know, for 75 yards and, and you know, covering the third and uh, 30. Uh, but he, you know, I, I think I agree with you. I, I, I think like athleticism wise, definitely not. I mean, Zach Thomas, you know, he, he's a guy that can hurt you with his legs and stuff. And, and this guy did a, a little bit, you know, in the, in the, um, in the first half, he had some runs that just shouldn't have been there. You know, we, we should have stopped him short of the, the sticks. But, um, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, I think overall, though, I, I, I do think Minnesota's a better team. Yeah. Just not, not far and above better. Yeah, I don't think they're, I don't think they're head and shoulders. No way. Yeah. But, but I, I think it was I think the, comp- I think it was, the competition it, yeah. level is similar. It's, yeah. I mean, it's we, not, we, we, had, not, we had our predictions, right? And, and like, I, I did pick us to win in overtime, and the score almost <laughs> almost came true. I think I you said almost like got that 30, right. Yeah, I think I said thirty five, thirty two, maybe, but it was us winning in overtime. Um, but you know, so yeah, again, I, I think we were ultimately the better team. Um, we just uh, you know came up short, but uh, I think this is very promising moving forward, especially with the bye week to get ready for Louisiana. Um, I do. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think we could have easily gone in and laid an egg. I mean, the way as as flat as offense was in the second half, to be able to have you know, we we thought it was game, right? I mean, we we were texting. We thought after that Tomlin fumble, well, that's it. They're 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 going to go up. It's going to you know, our offense isn't moving the ball, um, and 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 we're done. And then we get the the huge uh, block kick. Uh, Brinson returns it. Uh, 77 yards, I think it was, for a touchdown. That was like a video game move. He literally was, started on nuts. one side and then was like, I know I'm faster than all you yep. slow guys, and I'm yep. going to go way around and then go. I was just up. waiting for the flag, and I was I was shocked that there wasn't a flag. But you had a great block downfield. Well, there was um, a flag. There was a – Well, there was, yeah, there, yeah. The, the, I'm not going to say anything, but the It was after the – after, right. It was after the uh, whistle, though. No, no, no. It was during the play. It was a sideline infraction because the guy was in the white and the referee ran him over. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it it didn't it didn't affect the touchdown as well. It didn't affect the touchdown, but it affected the two point conversion. Right, which, which was a huge. Right. Yeah, which let me ask you this: with our style of offense, and you have the ball backed up to the what, I think seventeen, eighteen yard line. It was eighteen, I think. Yeah. Okay. Do you just take the extra point there? Do you just? I mean, I know you're still down by one, but do you just go ahead and take the extra point? Take the point because you know Bass this is going to make it. This was after the blocked field goal, so we hadn't yeah. so obviously had the fumble yet. Yeah, I probably would at that point. That long, I thought that was a little questionable because um, – I wouldn't yeah, have questioned it if we had it at the two. That would have been the right move. Sure, I just, I just, and, and I'm not – and don't get us wrong. We're not sitting here trying to, like, bash Lunsford because regardless, I, I still think going for two in that situation, I understand it. I get why he's doing it. I think the only thing that I wonder is – do you just take the guaranteed point? I think you take that- the guaranteed. I think you take the guaranteed point because you know uh, you know Bass's money from that distance. Um, you take the guaranteed point. You have enough time left on the clock. You obviously don't have a crystal ball and don't know that we're gonna then you know get the scoop and score, um, right? But I, I I think you do that just just based on how the offense was playing up to that point and expecting them to get 
an 18 yard play for for two points i i think was just a very low probability um so you you take the almost 100 percent probability that bass is going to make that extra point um you know take the one and then have your defense do what what they were doing and, and, and play well and then obviously you you end up getting that scoop and score um and, and yeah that that, that kind of changes things yeah yeah i just i don't I I don't want to be in lunch for like I don't regret not being in lunch for shoots if I if that makes oh, yeah. sense like I like it's I don't hard, wa- I mean yeah, all, I don't want to all of those was hard decisions yeah. yeah sure I get the sure. decision to go for it after we scored the on the scoop and score definitely go for it right you have to yeah and I don't and I don't mind the play call that he called the little trick play to the to the lineman um if it would have worked it'd have been great uh but I think. I just the only thing that kind of sticks out is just do you go for the just take the point there because then if you take the point it's a two point game you know at that point coming down and then you know is you know at that point we have a chance to actually win it with 13 seconds I don't know how that mm-hmm. works but anyway I don't know it's I'm not faulting them I'm not complaining about all about it but I just kind of wonder like do you if you could go back would you go back and just take the extra point there that's I mean I just in my thing I'm just thinking I think we just take the guaranteed point but I certainly understand going for it for two because you don't know if you're gonna get the ball back right. um and if they score a touchdown there then it's nine points um yep. so but regardless it didn't matter in the end um it's just man this is such a frustrating loss it is it is but again you I think you just have to remember that you know we're we're still in the you know we're, t- we're having this conversation because it was so close. And, I mean, you, you know, your prediction wasn't close at all, right? I mean, I no, think you said, no. like, 35-17 or something. So you thought we, we come out flat, like, all, all three phases kind of thing and, and um, once again just can't get it done on the road. We showed glimpses that we can do that. Um, yes, it wasn't perfect on all phases. Yeah, we still had a lot of those mistakes that we weren't corrected from the main game. You know, I think I think something should be said that, you know, it, it's amazing that we we had some of those, you know, we, we had, I think, just as many penalty yards as we did against Maine. Um, you know, we definitely had those drive killing, uh, you know, mistakes. Um, and then we had the two turnovers, but we were still in this game. You know, and I mean, yes, yes, the the um, the block uh, kick and, and, and return and the scoop and score put us in position for that. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't think you should count that stuff out. So I, I think the fact that we were still there with a minute left, um, making those mistakes is, is promising. And then, uh, like, like we said at the beginning, if we can just shore those things up, we could be a really good football team. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely correct. If we, we were in the game, despite playing nowhere near up to our potential and we should have won the game by playing as sloppy as we did. Um, we just, like you said, we just couldn't finish. Um, and again, I think if once when we get those little things down, then I think the sky's the limit. But I think uh, this, that this could be a reoccurring thing that comes up from time to time during the season. It seems like that's the way it's going to go. So we'll see. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting. I mean, especially like the penalties. I mean, I guess you could still say maybe it's it's the youth. Uh, you know, coming in there, but again, you have you have some of those like really dumb ones, like the the twelve men on the field, and I, I do think this the second one was after a timeout. You have the other one, um, you know, after the quarter ended, or, or you know, right when the quarter was beginning. So like that that kind of stuff obviously can't happen, and I don't know 
you know, I certainly don't want to point fingers. I don't know like who that ultimately falls on. Um, Cause obviously, you know, you have your coordinators, your head coach, but you also have assistants and stuff that sometimes you have a, a assistant. That's their main job is to make sure that they have the right, you know, amount of uh, guys on the field. Um, so I don't know who that falls on, but uh, that stuff obviously just has to be corrected because you, you can't do that against the apps and, and Troy's of the world. Um, otherwise, you're going to continue to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And the only thing I think else to harp on is um, I don't mind them playing the prevent defense once we get them backed up to third and 30. I think there was like maybe two minutes left in the game at that point. Um, I think the thing that I don't quite understand or maybe didn't recognize or couldn't see – on the TV is why were we not protecting the boundaries or the out of bounds better than what we were in trying to force everything in the middle of the field? It seemed to me they were able to get out of bounds pretty easily on that last drive. And I just thought that if we could just keep them in bounds and tackle them in bounds, we could, um, we could have made just made them run out the clock and actually win this game. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I mean, I know obviously everyone keeps going back to the, the third and 30 thing. And yes, that was disappointing. I mean, I was I was on my hands and knees during that as well, uh, you know, frustrated. Um, but at the same time, like we were in that position, right? I mean, you know, you, you can't really put that on the defense when they were playing their butts off the, the entire game, especially in the second half when, uh, again, to, the, to that point, um, we had only ran nine plays on offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, getting onto them at all i'm just wondering no no, no not, not not you obviously but I, yeah. I i've i've heard i've seen so much chatter out there of that third third and 30 of like well that was that was no why. See, that like, that you know. doesn't that doesn't really bother me that much because again they still had to convert on a fourth and eight they did they made the play you know there's not really much you can do i'm just thinking schematically was there anything we could do better to prevent them from getting out of balance because i think if we do the way that Minnesota's offense has been running, they take a lot of time to get down the field, and it's they a do. lot of – so if we can just make them earn their way down, I think they run out the clock as long as they don't get out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, probably. And and that was one of the things I wanted – I mean, they put up that stat during the Big Ten Network broadcast, and, um, you know, they – while while they are certainly more balanced than we are and, and like to throw the ball a little bit more – um, they they do run a lot of plays, you know, like you mentioned. So, um, and we we certainly saw that against uh, against us. You know, they had um, an eleven play drive for a touchdown. Um, they had, uh, and then you know that 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 final. They had another, uh, I think, uh, twelve play drive that actually ended a punt. But then that uh, final drive um, was uh, I think thirteen. 13 plays. Yeah, thirteen plays for seventy five yards and took uh, three and a half minutes off the clock. So. Uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, we're used to doing that to other teams, and then to have that kind of done against us, I think that's one of the things that kind of, you know, option offenses have to, have to kind of get in the rhythm. Um, you know, we we got some things working early. Obviously, we had the interception and things like that that helped set us up. Um, but it, it it just seemed like offensively we couldn't get in a rhythm in in the second half um, because uh, you know a combination of those drive killing penalties and the fact that we just weren't really getting those opportunities uh, because Minnesota was eating up so much clock. Yeah, we just shot ourselves in the foot on offense second yeah. half. That's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, would would you have liked? I mean, I I would have liked to seen us maybe do something a little different with like maybe passing the ball more. And we we haven't talked about Justin Tomlin. I mean, certainly take nothing away from the kid. Um, you know, we um, 
he ended with a uh, you know 75 yards passing um you know uh, you know another uh, pretty solid game he had the rushing touchdown obviously um but you know do you think we weren't really throwing down the field as much, and he was getting time. I mean, especially in the first half when they dropped I back. I not throwing he, down the field as much. I mean, we kind of aired it out in that first half. Well, in the first half. I'm talking about in the second half. Why, why aren't you plays. really trying that? Well, we didn't yeah, have any plays. I know, but you could you could have tried that. I mean, you, you, you had plays to get more plays, right? I mean, you only had nine plays. I understand we didn't get a lot of possessions, but you would have had more plays if you got first downs. You weren't getting the first downs. We were only uh, two for nine on, on third downs in the game. So – uh, you know, if if we had maybe opened up the playbook a little bit, threw the ball down the field, took some shots instead of relying on that dive play, um, you know, we wouldn't have had to, you know, we would have got more first downs, got more plays, got a chance to kind of establish the run game more there in the second half and, and wear them down a little bit more. We just couldn't. Okay, so if, if you do that and it's incompletions, then everybody's going to say, well, why were you taking such high-risk plays that have a low probability You're right. of success? They would say that. You're right. But, I mean, you know, what's the alternative? You know, you run, you run three plays you up do the middle what, and then you well, You punt. do what you're good at and you yeah. hope that you convert. And we actually did. Like, I mean, like I said, if the holding call does not happen, then we probably convert and we continue going down the field. We have the low snap that is not anything wrong with what the best is called. That's just failure of execution there. And yep. then you had the fumble, which, again, isn't having anything to do with what the best did. It's just a failure to execute. So, sure. you know, it is it is what it is, unfortunately. And I that's why I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and really critique what the coaching staff did on offense because you had such a low volume of plays on top of – um, the team just itself just continuing to shoot itself in the foot that just killed the drives. Right. I don't – I mean, I think if we would have put a few plays together, I think, yeah, you would have seen some passes going deep down the field. It seemed to be there. Um, sure. And Tomlin throws a very nice ball. He, he does. throws a very good ball. Um, but I think you saw in this game kind of – at least for me, and this isn't taking anything away from him, I think he's really, really good – um, kind of the separation between him and Shy Words. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's yeah. that is what I wanted to kind of talk about. Uh, and and yeah, it's it's nothing obviously against Justin Tomlin. I mean he he looked great against Ellis or uh, against Maine. Uh, he was thrown in the LSU game and 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 played really as well as you probably could ask for him uh, in that. And and so and again going back to the conversation we had last week. Uh, you know, there there was a time there that we we did not have a backup quarterback, or at least we we thought that we had, maybe the coaching staff they obviously know more than we do. Uh, we, you and I, Cody, and and a lot of Eagle Nation didn't think we had a backup quarterback if something should happen to Shy, whether it was you know the uh, you know potential legal uh, troubles with Poopgate or with uh, something that happens with the injury. Um, he has, without a doubt, um, you know eased all of our minds, I think, that, that we have a, a more than capable backup to come in. You know, a, a guy that probably could start for, you know, several Sunbelt teams. Um, you know, so that's great to have. But my question is, you know, we we talked about Shy being left out of the Minnesota game, whether or not he would. And, you know, you kind of gave me your thoughts on that, and we, we can rehash those. But now that we have the, the bye and then get ready for conference play, you would think that Shy probably will be ready, and that was probably the mindset the whole time, is to throw Justin out there against Minnesota, you know, let whatever happen happen. And then, um, you know, if uh, 
and then get ready for conference play with, uh, with, with shy and then have him there as a backup. So the question is what, how much better do you think we are with shy words and what, what does he kind of bring to the table that you think Justin doesn't bring at this point? I think what he brings is a, a crispness to how he plays. Right. So I what agree. I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's fluid. He's more fluid. And as, I mean, as, as an option quarterback, that's, that's what I've seen. I mean, you, and I saw several people comment about this, but yeah, he's you a see cleaner Justin, player. He's a cleaner, he's a cleaner player, player yeah. where you see Justin, especially on those rollouts and stuff. We didn't, I don't know if we tried to pitch at all against them. Maybe I think we they tried had it once. shut down. I think Minnesota's yeah. theory or they, strategy they was play, to shut the, the dive, pitch man. Yeah. yeah. And let Tomlin beat him. Um, but, you saw the you know the the troubles that we had with the pitch in Maine. Um, yeah, I saw the fumble here in the Minnesota game. I just think that with Shy, you have that that sense of of comfort that you don't think that the ball really is going to get turned over when he's in the game. Um, you do, yep. So I think there's that. I just think he just has a probably a little bit stronger presence when he's on the field that probably everybody um, has a little more confidence. Too. Yeah. Sure. Um, and that's nothing taken away from Tomlin. No, Again, that's something that he'll get. I mean, he's a redshirt yeah, freshman. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, I you know, I know that there's people out there saying, is there a, you know, a quarterback controversy? I don't see it. I really don't. No. I- anyone that's saying there's a quarterback controversy. Now, now, you know, who knows what's going to happen, right? I mean, you know, if uh, hopefully Shy is ready to go against Louisiana. He'll have, you know, what, three, three four weeks there to, to kind of heal out that shoulder. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then hope, hopefully he's ready to go and doesn't miss a beat. Um, we'll see how he bounces back from the injury. Uh, we'll see if there's any, uh, you know, rust or anything to, to, to brush off and then, um, but you know, yeah, I, let's say he plays bad against Louisiana. Let's say he plays bad the following week and that then maybe you start talking about it or, or maybe even like talk about like a, a, a rotational system, you know, while, uh, works kind of gains his confidence back, but this is all just like theoretical, right? I mean, so, so, I mean, uh, I, I think you know, at this point there's zero co- quarterback controversy in my mind, zero. Um, yeah. you know, you, you Wirtz is our QB one. He's our QB one for a reason. Um, again, just a couple of weeks ago, we were saying we didn't have a backup at all. Now we know we do. And that is a great thing to have. And we know we have the confidence where if something, God forbid, happens to works again, where he's out for a game or the rest of the season, that our season isn't over. Um, but he is our starter for a reason, and he's going to remain our starter for a reason and should remain our starter until something happens where we have to question otherwise. I Yeah, I agree. Yep. So I mean that's that's I mean I, I, I keep much saying more that. to say to that. <laughs> yeah, well I mean it, you know I, I I just keep seeing it and I'm like that's so stupid. Like you can't you know um I like I get it. I mean I I, I tweet out the thing about like uh, Justin Tomlin is really good and he is and in the comment I just said I I think he could probably start for several uh, uh, Sunbelt teams. You know I mean obviously we run a different offense, but. He, he's a talented kid, and, and hopefully he sticks around, and hopefully he continues to learn and progress. These last three games, uh, including you know the, um, the experience he got against LSU, 
have been, you know, certainly invaluable for him. Um, you know, playing in those big environments. We touched on that last week in LSU and Minnesota, playing in front of a, a pretty big home crowd against, you know, a, a good main team in their defense. Um, all this has been great, and getting it as a redshirt freshman is just fantastic. So, I mean, uh, the way he's responded to that, can't say enough, um, and certainly look forward to him in the future, hopefully having, uh, you know, him continuing to progress and learn and, and, and get, you know, uh, get uh, quality reps when he can. And then, uh, and then once once Shy is gone, we have him for two years. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And you know, maybe the best and and company can maybe drop a, a couple plays here and there to where both Shy and Justin are on the field at the same time. Agreed. Um, yeah. You know, and and see what kind of you can do because, you know, obviously there'd be some form of a trick play. You wouldn't just do like a dive to Tomlin and just let him get right. smashed in the middle. Yeah, get play. him on. Get him on the outside. Yeah. I mean, he's a fast kid, or, or get him to throw the ball up to Wirtz and have Wirtz. You know, I don't, I don't know if where I can't remember if Wirtz has ever caught a pass. Um, he might, I don't know, uh, but something like that of, of like, uh, you know, put him maybe out like wide coastal and have, in 2017. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyway, like, so I'm not sure how great Wirtz's his hands are, but I mean, yeah, get, get Tomlin to put some air under the ball and have Wirtz run under it. Uh, you know, I mean, something like that would be great to see. Cause I, I agree. Like, uh, Tomlin is too good of an athlete to have him sit on the bench for, you know, the next, uh, two years. Um, you know, but, uh, I certainly don't think he should be. QB one moving forward, you know, um, as as long as Wurtz is healthy, yeah, and, 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 and playing. And well. I think and I think well. he I think Wurtz is I think he was I think he is well, I don't know for sure. We don't know for sure, but he was dressed out. He wasn't pads. It appeared. I think he could have went. Yeah, I think I if think they he was one of those things. Said if yeah. if Tomlin went down with an injury, I think Wurtz was going in. Right. Um. At least that's what it appeared to be, which signals to me that Wurtz will probably play against Louisiana. Yeah, I think so. I think he's in gym shorts again. If 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 there's any like doubt or anything, yeah, I think maybe you know he was probably at eighty eighty five percent against Maine. Uh, that was just precautionary. No, you know uh, they had confidence in Tomlin that he could get it done. Um, obviously had confidence in him against Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, like I I think he could have went. Um, it would have been interesting to see. You know, words in there. You can always play your what ifs. Um, you know, certainly that's the the point kind of of this podcast is to to talk about some some of those what ifs. And I know that was thrown out there, so I'll, I'll throw this question out to you, Cody. If words plays in that game, do we win? I got a better one. If words and Kennedy go out there and play, do we win? Oh, 100 percent, we win. We 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 might win by ten. We might win by ten or more. Yeah, that would be a different element to it, wouldn't it? Oh, um, yeah, I, I I thought that. I mean, not yeah. Uh, quarterback aside, I I thought about just just on like some of those returns and and just uh, you know throwing any kind of wrinkle on the offense. I, I I had the thought probably like halfway through the third quarter uh, when our offense wasn't really doing anything. Of man, if if Wesley Kennedy was in this game, how how different would it be? Yeah, I think if Wurtz is in there, that 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 we win. I think also with Wurtz too. I think the the playbook is 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 expanded in in some terms, right? We yeah. haven't seen anything under center yet. I think that's coming some point later on down the line. Right. Um. And apparently they have a five wide receiver set that we haven't seen. So, you know, I think, and that's another thing too about with Tomlin. I mean, maybe your playbook's a little bit more uh, limited when he's in there. Which is yeah, another I think reason it is. I mean, works. he's not he's not a true option quarterback. You certainly see that with the hesitation and stuff. And even with your option quarterbacks, I mean, the new the new guys. 
uh, they do they have some growing pains there with you know you second guess yourself and stuff where Shai certainly is going to kind of be more confident on those plays. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a reason you don't see Tomlin lining up under center. I think there's a reason that, you know, you, you, you're seeing a couple different formations with like the Maryland eye and then the diamond and things like that. But for the, for the most part, I think, yeah, I think you're probably limiting the playbook by, you know, probably to like 40 or 50%, if, if not, maybe even less, uh, you know, kind of similar to kind of what we did last year where we have like 10 to 15 plays and that's about it, where I think once you see words getting back in, the swing of things, you're going to see it open up a lot. You're going to see a lot of different formations. You're going to see a lot of different options there. Yeah, it's a shame that we can't have Ellison come back for and, and, and coach like all freshman quarterbacks and be like, this is how you run the option. I know, I know. And one, <laughs> that's the thing. It, it's, a, will, it's a good – I mean, I've, I've, I've thought of that of like – I mean, I, I think – you have seen the quarterback position at Georgia Southern evolve right over over the years, certainly. Um, and you know, Wirtz is is you know uh, a, a different kind of quarterback than we've seen in the past. Certainly, able to throw probably better than than some of the other guys we've had. But I I, I do I have kind of made that analogy in my head of of Wirtz and Tomlin. Uh, you know, especially these last two weeks, uh, to your Ellison and Upshaw, right? I mean, the game was different when we were platooning those guys under Fritz. It was very different of how the team ran. Now, I mean, we could disagree on like, you know, when one guy was when one guy had a hot hand, and then you take him out. And you know, I, I think both of you, uh, both of us, didn't agree with that, uh, you know, uh, mindset. But um, the the team definitely changed. The offense definitely changed a little bit with the play calling and just the way that every everything flowed. Um, when those two guys were in there, I think I, I see a lot of similarities there with with Tomlin and Words. I yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, you have like uh, Upshaw was certainly your more. I mean, he came from FIU. He was like your taller guy. Tom was not uh, certainly as tall as him, but he he was kind of more of your like dual threat guy, a little bit more of an arm on him, but wasn't really experienced with the option. Ellison was your true option quarterback. Now Words, I don't. I think Ellison had more experience certainly coming in than than like Words did. Words has had the benefit of of, of playing, you know, for for two and a half, you, you know, two and a quarter years. Um, Let's be and, frank. He had he had he had the best. Now I don't know if you really want to count as freshman and sure, in true, yeah, because he was a freshman the, right? Because of you know summers and everything, but um. It's yeah, I think yeah, I but I mean I just think Wirtz's ceiling's a lot higher. Oh, then both of those guys, yeah, I no, I do, and, and I think, I think Tomlin's could be too. That's what I'm saying, the evolution. But I'm saying just the differences in their style of play. I can well, see yeah, some, but that there. also has to be, I think, as well as you know, this is what year five, year six in in FBS now. You know, yeah. where Tomlin and, and I'm sorry, where uh, Ellison and, and Upshaw were like FB FCS recruits. FCS, true. You know, so you know, not to take anything away from them because they were amazing athletes and you know i think uh proved themselves uh very well that they were capable of competing at the fbs level obviously um but yeah i mean i just i don't know i don't i don't know if i really like the comparison of tomlin and wurtz to upshaw and allison i just think there's there's two two completely different scenarios 
So uh, I wanted to like give some shout outs and talk about we, we touched on the defense as a whole, but didn't uh, really talk about like individual players. Uh, again, defense. Raynard Ellis is my favorite player. <laughs> Raynard Ellis had himself a ball game, man. I mean, he was all over the field. Um, you know, looking at his stat line, I thought you would think that he would have more than this. He, uh, I'm showing seven total tackles, uh, four solo, uh, one sack, uh, three tackles for loss. Um, you know, he was he was in on every play. And uh, you saw that against Maine. Um, you saw that against LSU. And uh, I think this is a guy you're going to keep hearing his name each and every week. He's a baller, man. He's flying around that field. He's a baller. Um, and don't forget about uh, Bird either. Was it Rashad Bird? Rashad Bird, yep. Had, had himself a game. He led the team in tackles. 11, had a sack, had a tackle for loss. Um, also... Um, uh, Raymond Johnson, the third, obviously, uh, you know, um, he had the preseason accolades and everything. He, uh, had a good game as well. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, let's not forget about Brinson and Vildor. Now you may not have heard their names called a whole lot, but you know, I don't really think they that's were not really always a much. bad thing. Yeah. yeah that's not I mean, always not a bad really, thing. That's a, yeah. They weren't really throwing to Vildor's way. I think he was covering pretty much their best receiver the whole game. I think he may have like one catch. Yeah. Um, you know, Brinson had obviously had the the return back on the block field goal, uh, but he played very well. I know the one guy went off, but that guy's really really good. Yep. Um, and I don't think he was covering him the whole entire time either. So, you know, it's not just Brinson was not on him and he, whatever. But I thought the corners played really well. The linebackers played really well. You had Raymond John. I think C.J. Wright. I mean, he. I mean, I. As much as. People want to just remember what the defense did on that final drive. Man, they played a heck of a game. Oh, they did. They really they did. They played a heck of a game. I mean, when they were on the field for the, yeah, they were on the field for the whole time. Well, I told you it was like uh like the 16 or the Falcon Super Bowl. You know, yeah. they just by the time you got to the end of the game, man, they were gassed. Yeah. Um but I don't see they were gassed, I would think, obviously because they've been out there for so long. But again, I think it I just do you think it's more gas that the reason why they were getting to that out of bounds, or was it something you know schematically that that we just weren't doing? I think schematically. I mean, a, a little bit of both, but I think schematically more. Um, and then just like that one, yeah. I mean, you're gassed and you lose that one step, even that half step, and that makes a difference of tackling them inbounds or letting them get yeah. out of bounds, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I think both come into play. But I, I think schematically, we probably could have done some things a little different on, on that last drive. Um, defensively, personally, you know, but um, but that's again not to take anything away from from the defense as a whole. I mean, they they, they played their butts off. Special teams obviously played great. Uh, Bass, uh, you know, uh, did his thing, um, and then obviously that block block field goal to to really, um, you know, that would have sealed the win pretty much for for Minnesota. And then yeah, do you know us, what they do life. for opposing like field goal kickers? Yeah, they, they put up the, the gopher. They put up the little thing. Yeah, they put up the the dramatic uh, gopher or muskrat or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah. So props for Bass for not letting that screw with him. Yeah. No, and he. I. I mean, I. I do feel he is probably the best kicker in the country, and you know, I. I think the more opportunities he gets to showcase his talent in on, in venues like that, um, I think you know the better. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, and. I'm going to harp on something. I think Danny said something in his last podcast. Maybe it was a th- podcast before. Uh, he mentioned that Bass will probably go down as the, probably the best kicker at the end of the season. I think we can kind of go ahead and say that now. Unless best something kicker, crazy happens. Best kicker in the country? 
No, best kicker in Georgia Southern history. Oh, hundred. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he already yeah. is. I think he's already yeah. submitted that. I think, I think I think you could argue that uh, going in. He may not season. have like the records, you right? Know, like, but I think he's by far the best kicker that's ever come through here. A hundred percent. I I think yeah. I think after the Camellia Bowl, you could have argued that honestly. Um, but 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 certainly the way he's performed uh, so far, obviously had the one miss against Maine, made four others, had the big kick against LSU in that environment, had the kick here. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you, you can't say enough about the kid. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, he definitely will probably be playing Sundays for sure. Yep. I, 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 it, it would be really hard if he's not, you know, I, I just can't. I agree. Imagine. I think, I think just the confident going back to like the confidence of, of like words and stuff, like same kind of thing, right? I mean, you, the, the leg is there, obviously the talent is there, but we know with kicking, you know, it's, it's a, it's a head game, right? And, and like, he seems to be, cool calm and collected we saw him make the miss against Maine and I think what he made two after that um so you know it's that kind of stuff being able to kick on the road in, in rowdy environments being able to kick at home after you make a miss um that kind of stuff is what makes a great kicker not yep. just being able to hit the 45 55 you know yard field goals consistently it's 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 being able to bounce back from missing one you know you miss an extra point and then you go back and hit a 55 yarder it's that kind and of when, thing and when asked upon he can throw for a two-point conversion or yep. trick play or something like that well so, and it's kickoffs obviously too i mean every every now single kickoff that's something a, that yeah. goes on i think unrecognized or doesn't get recognized enough is his kickoffs like like you don't have to worry you don't you have know, to worry. Unless, yeah, it, it doesn't matter how good an onside kick. Have, right, but you don't have to worry. Exactly. Yeah, like it, it. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what the return team you're facing. You know, is you know, you know, with Bass back there that we're we're backing them up. It's going to be a touchback. Um, so that's that that kind of peace of mind is great. You know, for a defensive coordinator, I'm sure to know like, yeah. all right, this this is pretty much automatic. This is the kind of field that we're working with. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Cody. So I think that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover. If you have anything else to add, uh, like I said, we're not going to get into Louisiana now. We have the bye week. Um, we will probably get on, uh, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, the the, the week of that game, uh, maybe, and, and you know, and talk a little bit about the Raging Cajuns. Also, maybe recap uh, the Sun Belt to this point, um, and and where we kind of think it's going. What's maybe changed from our uh, preseason Sun Belt preview? Uh, you know, do we think it's going to kind of stack up the same, and, and, and where will we stack up um, in that whole mix? So uh, we'll touch on that next time. Um, but yeah, for this, uh, I think I think we uh, pretty much covered it. Yeah, unfortunately, this will go down in in the same book as NC State, Tech, tech, Ole Miss, UGA. Man, if we'd have won all those, there's, there's, ah, I don't want to think about it. No, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Ole Ole Miss is kind of the outlier there because I mean that that obviously the 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 final score was was different, but you can certainly point to to those other uh, three. Um, We should have beat Ole Miss, though. I mean, we we should have, yes, we should have. But I, I I think I think when you when you're going to look 5, 10, 15 years down the road, you're definitely going to go back to that overtime loss against Georgia. You're going to go to the 2014 games with the, what, five combined points, I think it was, four or five combined points yeah. against Tech and uh, NC State. And then um, and then obviously uh, this uh, this uh, three-point loss to Minnesota. Um, yep. So, you know, it's it's a it's a game that, you know, I, I know I saw like Travis tweet out of, of, you know, asked the question if a lot of people had it circled and a lot of people were saying no. I don't know if that's entirely true. I mean, I don't know. I, I, give me your definition of circling a game. I certainly don't think, I guess their coach, uh, PJ Fleck, uh, had said that 
this game was our Super Bowl that he was saying no, the first three right, teams so, they played. So PJ Fleck is trying to get the steam off his back, man. Like, because honestly, yeah, he's saying that we it. played. He's trying to say that we South Dakota State and Fresno, Fresno all played State, out yeah. of our minds, three yeah. levels up from what they should to take some of the heat off of him that yeah. he that he barely beat that he had to have overtime in one game and two like final drives to beat uh you know those three teams yeah the, he's trying to get this team off his back because of a big 10 play that's coming up for him in a couple of weeks um so we'll really see kind of where they stand there um but you know it's uh it's definitely frustrating I, I, it's frustrating and I, I mean to address that like i mean yeah I, I i see what you're saying i agree with you um and and yeah i mean i don't think any uh georgia southern fan uh, consider this our Super Bowl by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, circling the game, yeah. I mean, uh, you and I both said last week, we said before the season, that this this was the game that we thought that we could win and, and get our first P5 win. Um, you no, know, we, every we, game has circled when you when you play for Georgia Southern football. Every game I mean, is this, every game mm. is circled, but you have goals, right? We have a goal of winning the the Sun Belt. We have the goal of, you know, we wanted uh, we want to win every game obviously, but we want, you know, we just talked about all those games that we came up short. We thought this Minnesota game could could have been that game and it certainly could have um where, you know, we we go in and get that first, you know, uh, elusive P5 win as an FBS member. So, we I should have won this game. I know. I know we should have, and it, it hurts. It's never going to get easy um, until we start winning them, you know. No, and no. Um, but I, I will say this: I do think you saw the improvement in in fundamentals. It's or, promising. Or we could we could be sitting here, May Cody, to yeah. this week. We could, what, what if we were sitting here right now talking about your thirty five seventeen prediction, right? I mean, it's it's a different yeah, conversation. It is. So I mean, is, we we is. have to like, yeah, you know, glass half full. And I I hate, you know, I, I I'm not a fan of moral victories, and I'm certainly not calling this that. But there were improvements. There are things to build upon. Um, and at the end of the day, it only goes down as one loss, and it's an out of conference loss. And we've got uh, you know a, a bye week to reset and get ready for Louisiana, a very tough Louisiana team at home, and set that precedent that we are the best team in the Sun Belt. Yeah, we're going to need everybody at that home game because um, this will be by far the toughest opponent that we have coming in here. Um, and Louisiana is going to want to make a statement, and they're going to want to show that they are the team in the Sun Belt this year. Yep. All right, Cody, so we'll pick this thing up, and we'll uh, we'll talk more about the Raging Cajuns uh, next time. And uh... – until then, hail Southern. Hail Southern, Matt. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, gotta and hail Southern. Uh-huh.